And we're back. It's another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Cast. Welcome to pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Pre-playoffs. Pre-playoffs. It's a big week here. I'm thankful that the playoffs are almost here. Absolutely. Me too. And I'm thankful that I am going to eke in to them in our league. (laughs) In one of our leagues. In one of our leagues. I should say. Yes. In one of them, I am a disaster show. Last place? Yes. But but, uh, honorably... Uh, You're fighting until the dignity. end. Yeah, uh, well, I'm fighting for the number one pick next year is what I'm doing. I'm pulling a real Bengals here. Uh, and so far, it's working. Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, but we are deep into uh, the final bits of the season in week 13. Yes, here we are. Finally. I shouldn't say finally. I'm not wishing the season away. But I'm yeah, glad no. the playoffs are here. Yeah. Uh, only because I'm going to be making the playoffs in pretty much every league I'm in, so that makes God me really happy. I'm having a good season. So You are. I'm, I'm excited about the playoffs. I'm excited here. for you. I'm excited on your behalf. I'm most excited to knock you out of the playoffs, but, we shall but I'm see. already excited that you're in so that I have the opportunity to do it. Yes. All right. Um, let's get to what we're drinking. Yeah, let's do I it. Think. I'm very excited about this beer. I've never had this before, but it's one of my more favorite local breweries. Yes. This is uh, Hacienda Beer Company. They are out of Bailey's Harbor, Wisconsin, up in Door County That's area. That's right. Um, they do really good beers. I don't think I've had a bad one by them. No. Me and the lady went up to Door County uh, just a couple months ago, and we spent a good portion of our time at the Hacienda Brewery there, and, and I had zero That's regrets. a smart choice. Leaving it. So we are drinking the Vertigogo. It is a milk stout with... Espresso and cinnamon. So kind of like a little Mexican stout. Yeah. I love cinnamon in dark beers. It's really I don't good. know what, what it is, um, but I, I, it's to the point now where if I get a regular beer without cinnamon, I just want to give it a little sprinkle on top. You know, just a little, little nipper. Ooh, smells like milk. It definitely smells like milk. Well, it's a milk stout, so. Yeah, but... You know, typically you don't smell the dairy. <laughs> nice dark, nice tan, creamy head. Oh, smooth as all get out, but it has that back end uh, sharpness. Mm-hmm. It almost has like like spice that's not just cinnamon, though. Maybe that's the bitterness of the coffee. Maybe. Would you argue? I don't know if I would argue it, but would you just? Say I would it? concur. Okay. Perfect. We don't have to get into a whole thing about no. it. I was just curious. No, I like this, though. That's nice. Not what I was expecting, honestly. Because it's not a, it's not crazy for cinnamon. Right. And usually, at least in my experience, I've never had, like, milk stouts with, like, cinnamon and, and coffee. Usually it's just a stout with those mm-hmm. items. Yeah, that's Usually true. don't add the lactose. So uh, a little bit different spin on it, but I really do enjoy it. It's very smooth. You did it again, Hacienda. Yes. You did it again. And this is one that I don't know that I could get tired of, and it's at 7.8%, so it's a little bit higher octane. Your liver will get tired of it before you do. Probably. That's a promise. Yes. Uh, Those are the best kind of beers. So Mm -hmm. soak up this goodness, Dustin. While I can. Because today we have a beer bet. Payoff. 
from our last week's bet. But I'm going to leave you and the listeners in anticipation for just a tiny bit longer while we get into some mailbag first. Yeah, let's So do mentally it. prepare yourself while you're going through these questions and just look at the beer that you have to drink in front of you. Actually, not beer, but we're going to get to that later. All right. First up, though, is a couple of mailbag questions. All right. Hit us up. I posted um, a tantalizing take, I think, on, on Twitter, just asking if at this point in the season, if it would be completely ridiculous to consider starting Ryan Tannehill this week over Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson obviously is the god mm-hmm. amongst quarterbacks mm-hmm. this season. However, he does face San Francisco. Very, very tough defense. Very tough defense. He is matchup proof, and I understand that. He's not going to fall out of QB1 status for me this week. However, Ryan Tannehill has been the QB3 since he took over in Week 7 for Marcus Mariota. He has a better, more favorable matchup against Indy. I started him this last week over uh, Rodgers, which turned out really well. (laughs) Turned out very well, and Rodgers played San Francisco. Now, obviously, Lamar... Just for fantasy purposes, way better oh, than Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Absolutely. No question. More mobile, can beat him with legs. But anyways, it kicked off. So this question on Twitter kicked off a whole lot of stuff. And amongst them were some other interesting uh, branching start-sit questions. So we're going to do a little bit pseudo-rapid fire and uh, see who you would start in these situations. All right. So first up, Dak Prescott versus Buffalo or Tannehill against Indy. Give me Tannehill. I am firmly on Tannehill. I think the matchup is really hard for Tannehill. Mm-hmm. And Dallas has not won a game against a team with a winning record this season. Oh. Yes. Ew. So that's why I don't like that matchup even even more for them. Yeah, Buffalo's doing just well. Yeah, Buffalo's doing really well. They have solid defense. Yeah. And Tannehill's playing lights out right now. I mean, this, this is... You, you I can barely you, believe it. You, you gotta, you gotta stay in the fire here. You gotta, you gotta just stay with him. Last week, week he was the QB two. Yeah, just barely and, and below. The matchup Lamar. isn't bad. It's not like it's a tough matchup or a super tough matchup. It's, it's not a great. No, it's not like the best. It's not Miami right. or something. Um, but Indy's middle of the road. Yeah, really, they're beatable. Yes, agreed. Okay, so we're both on Dak's side right. for that one. Uh, next up, Russell Wilson versus Minnesota. Russell Wilson and all of his mm-hmm. talent. Yes. Versus Minnesota. Or Sam Darnold against Cincinnati. Darnold. Yes. (laughs) Russell Wilson is still a little bit coasting on name value this season. It's not that he's been bad. He's he's had a very good season. But he's a low-end QB1 pretty consistently. He hasn't had a ton of those super big weeks. Yeah, and I I know Minnesota's defense isn't as scary as it used to be either. They're having kind of a down year this year for whatever reason. But Darnold against Cincinnati, I mean, the Jets have been... They found their mojo. They sure did. And Cincinnati has not found theirs. So... Well, they, I think <laughs> if they found it, they've buried it somewhere so they can dig it up next year after the draft. All right. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I, I concur. Sam Darnold, for me, he, he lit it up. He lights it up in good matchups. This is a good matchup. So mm-hmm. easy peasy for me. Okay, now, a little bit tougher... At least in my eyes. Start two out of the following in a two-quarterback league. Okay, so two of these QBs. QBs. Lamar Jackson, Ryan Tannehill, and Jameis Winston. 
you're in a unique situation to comment on this because I know you have two of these three, certainly yes. in one league. And who does Jameis have this week? Um, so let me pull up my team here. I'll tell you. He gets the Jags. At Jacksonville. You know what? I would start Lamar and Jameis. Really? Yes. Even though we just got done yes. bloviating over Tannehill. Yes. See, I'm going to go Lamar and Tannehill. I'm, I still worry Jameis, it, he throws it so much, and I get that. So by necessity, the volume is always there. I just don't know. And obviously Tannehill lit up Jacksonville last week. Mm-hmm. His turnover thing is still so fucking confusing. But, but he still gets you 20-plus points a week, regardless of however many but turnovers so does he Ryan has. Tannehill. And he just doesn't turn the ball over. Jameis has more upside. He could he I don't could know if have, that's true. He could have a game with one interception, but like four uh, touchdowns. Could he? Could he, though? Could. Could he really? It's within the realm of possibilities. Okay, will he, though? <laughs> Probably he not. Really? Okay, perfect. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think he has a higher ceiling than Tannehill. Tannehill, you're going to get a pretty safe floor. Um, mm-hmm. But with Jameis, I feel like there's that chance for the higher ceiling. I mean, with Godwin, with Evans, it's just... Well, with Godwin or Evans. Let's well, not mistake. This could be the week if where he gets both them of both. them... Could it be? Hey, if it is, then sign me up for, for Jameis. Um... Look, I don't think there's really wrong answers to this one. I think no. you should be, just be fucking grateful that you have all three of these quarterbacks Absolutely. at your disposal. Absolutely. Uh, and, and call it a day. Pick them out of a hat. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But start Lamar is what we're saying. Yes. We're both confident. Still start Lamar. Let's not get crazy. All right. We've delayed this long enough. All right. Let's get into this. Let's do it. So preface this. Uh, last week, our beer bet was straight up Sam Darnold versus Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. We didn't even really talk about what league scoring we were going to use. No. Uh, but it turns out it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> but in our league scoring, Matt Ryan finished with negative points. Sam Darnold did not. I'm not even going to mention how well he did, just because I don't want to rub it in that Well, way. I know he did really well because I started him on my team. <laughs> so I know he did so real well. You're aware. Okay, yes. Perfect. Um, so I did win, in case that wasn't already clear. However... Uh, look, I'll put the blame of this one on me. I went to the to the store to get good beer for the upcoming holiday here, and I walked out without uh, a trash beer, and that's on me. So I went to the fridge, and I grabbed the trusty steel reserve, but I felt a little lame for doing that because I don't want to duplicate. No. I've already made you do that. I want to make you do something else awful. Exactly. That's How- the whole point. However, I didn't really have another awful beer available to me. What I did have was an awful, awful seltzer. So I, I posed it to Dustin that you could pick either the, the trash beer that you've already had or the trash seltzer that you haven't had, and he immediately chose the seltzer. Well, just because I know how awful Steel Reserve is, and if any of you have watched the video on Twitter of that, yeah. you will also see how awful that was. Uh, I think my face showed that very clearly. <laughs> So uh, yeah, yes, I no went for the seltzer. Perfect. And this is uh, this is a uh, blackberry cucumber enchantment. 
It's a lot going seltzer, on there. Seltzer, hard seltzer. It's a lot going on. I, we is. don't even need to say who it's by, probably, because yeah. it's it's. We don't need to disparage. Yeah. But just as a precursor here, I I had this at a beer festival that the the both of us went to at the very tail end of the beer festival. I thought it was fucking great. Uh, I did have one sober, however, and it was a poopy. Uh, my beer judgment at the end of that, who knew? Not that great. Um. All right, would you say that's 12 ounce worth? Yeah. Or No, I won't make you do more okay. than that. Right. <laughs> that would be mean. I'll say it doesn't smell bad. Oh, oh that's a good start. So we're it's, going, oh, it's crafted, it's organic, we should say. Yes. It's gluten-free. Always important to have that organic hard seltzer. That's right. At least I know this isn't going to ruin my figure before uh, Thanksgiving here, so that's good. Yeah, you won't you won't fill yourself up before the turkey day. Oh, so you I'm, got. I'm that worried about all the bubbles in this though. It oh oh it see that's what up. you didn't consider. It, it could. But, oh boy. All right. Well. Say, congratulations, Jake. Say Sam Darnold's better. <laughs> well, Sam Darnold is better. Okay, perfect. At least for this season. Yeah, that's in this stretch of games. And for this game. Yes. All right. All right. Congratulations, sir. Well done. Cheers. Just supreme talent at work here, though, taking this thing down, as always. Uh, he just relaxes the throat and lets it go in. That's that's the lesson for you, folks. How was it? It wasn't that bad. Oh, shit. Well, that sucks. <laughs> you definitely get that mint. Do you get the mint? You get the blackberry. You get the, you get it all. You get a little refreshness of the cucumber. Yeah. Oh, so borderline refreshing? Borderline. Borderline. Yeah. It wasn't great. I don't know that I'd crack one open and drink one, but um, it was definitely it, wasn't bad. Was it better than Steel Reserve? I think anything is better than Steel Reserve. Okay. If I had probably if I had peed in it beforehand, it would still be better yeah. than Steel Reserve. Yeah, I could have done the whole thing pretty easily. Well, hey, it's, don't let me stop you. Just well, go for it. Save it for the end. Maybe I will. A little nipper in between. That's right. Well, all in all, a little bit of a failure. Still feels good, though. Not well, lie. you did win, Still and I did good. have to chug, so... Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. All right, let's move on. You want to move on to some waiver wires? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Are you are you adjusted? Uh, as adjusted as I'm going to be here. Okay. All right, fair enough. Well, I'll kick us off to give you just a little bit of a reprieve, at least. And it's somebody that we just spent some time talking about, so it's not going to be a long reprieve. But uh, waiver wire pickup for me this week is Ryan Tannehill. Hello! Uh, 15.4% owned in ESPN leagues, which is atrocious ownership at this point. I still just think people see the name and they're terrified. Mm -hmm. That's my my personal guess on it. Um He's, he's been lighting it up, again, QB3 since he took over. Um, he was the QB2 last week behind Lamar, and he has the second best remaining schedule uh, for strength of schedule. So things should only look up, really. Mm-hmm. He has his worst matchup that he has left is against Indy this week, and I don't think that's a necessarily bad one. No, absolutely not. So my quarterback is, as we talked about already, Sam Darnold. Been balling out. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's only 19% rostered on ESPN leagues right now, which um, is crazy. It is. And he's he's just, they've hit their stride, as we said. You know, the last three weeks, very favorable matchups. Last four weeks, I should say. Uh, But in the last three, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit last week where Darnold and... 
gaze. They had their little sit down. They had their talk, and then all of a sudden the offense is clicking. So That's I don't right. know what they talked about, but it's working. I think they talked about the movie Ghost. I think they watched Patrick Swayze and they said, "Look, this is how you deal with this shit." They they did the pottery scene. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure together while the Righteous Brothers played in the background. And it got rid of the ghosts. And it worked. It did. So, Sam Darnold is great. Great matchups the next two weeks. Cincinnati this week and Miami the first round of the playoffs. You really can't get better than that. No. To end the playoffs, schedule, schedule sucks. Uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, so you probably don't want to start them unless you have to, especially against Baltimore. Things would be drastic if you're starting him against yes. Baltimore. But for these next two weeks, uh, fire him up. He's been just lights out, multiple touchdowns over the last two games, um, only two interceptions over the last four games, you know, in this streak where he's been uh, uh, lighting it up. He's had a couple rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, what's not to love about that? Very little, mm-hmm. admittedly. Uh, yeah, I, I love him as well. Honestly, if you had these two guys on your team at the beginning of the year, you probably thought there was no fucking chance that you were getting to the playoffs. And honestly, that may be true because the way they started. But if you have them now, things are looking okay for you. That's right. Honestly. Um, My running back to pick up this week is Benny Snell Jr. This is a little bit of a preemptive pickup. This is going under the assumption that James Conner either sits out this week or re-injures himself. Which I think it's it's trending that way from everything I've heard so far. It doesn't sound like Conner is going to play. So I, I, I would I feel was pretty them. good. Yeah, if I was them, I'd be letting him sit. For just get actually get healthy. He hasn't been. He's just constantly either on the verge of hurting himself or actively hurt. Um, when, and when that is the case, Benny Snell has been really good. Uh, as his backup. He's only gotten a couple of opportunities because he's been hurt himself. Um, however, uh, just last week, he was able to rack up 100-plus total yards on 21 rushing attempts and a single reception against Cincinnati. Uh, week 6 against the Chargers, he had a very similar kind of day. He's never he's not been able to find the end zone, which is a bummer, but that's naturally going to regress, I think, towards mm-hmm. the mean. Um, and he gets work. The dude gets work. He doesn't get. He's not going to see a bunch of targets because Jalen Samuel's there. I get that. Um, but as a flex-worthy dude, um, all about it. Mm-hmm. So am I. I like that. So my running back this week is Jamal Williams. I know what you're thinking. How do you know he's going to get the carries? How do you know he's going to get targets? What's going on there? You know, Lafleur has come out and said we need to get Aaron Jones more involved. Doy. <laughs> um, and I get this last week. I think you can kind of take this last week and just wipe it clean because I sure it was uh, San Francisco. Ugh. Everybody has pretty much looked terrible against them. For the most but part. But yeah. he still got you 15 fantasy points this last week. Still a good week in that garbage game. He had seven receptions, only 35 yards, but seven receptions. That's and enough. he still had 45 yards on the ground. I know they say it they're It didn't good. feel that way. It didn't. Wow. But the stats don't lie. Fair enough. Uh, he is rostered in about 60% of leagues, so not quite as available as, as uh, normal, but he is out there um, still quite a bit. And I think they're going to focus more on the run game this week. They got the Giants, which should be a really good matchup. 
Uh, and he's been fairly consistent this year. He's He's been in double-digit uh, points for you uh, almost every week, except for like two or three out of the entire season, which had you to- said that to me week one, that this is how a season was going to be fantasy-wise, I would have laughed in your face. I thought he was going to be a nothing player yeah. this year. Truly so, a wide receiver, or excuse me, running back six kind of player. Yeah, you so know? if you're desperate for a flex play, I don't think this is a bad choice this week. I agree, especially the running back uh, market is just—it all looks so bad. It's, it's gross. either all terrible uh, committees situations, or again the injuries of people piling on and, and backups that you don't really want to play. Yeah, but there's, there's really not good matchups this week either. Like it's no. just the whole thing is just gross. Agreed. Gross is the correct word. Not gross, however, is Russell Gage, my choice for wide receiver uh, pickup this week. He is sparsely owned, as all of these guys are, just 4% in ESPN leagues. Again, a travesty. He has taken over from Mohamed Sanu. He's taken over that role and has been more productive than Sanu was Mm -hmm. in that role. Um, He ended up with, uh, with 10 targets. And six, or excuse me, seventy-six yards just this last week. Granted, it was against Tampa Bay, so there's that. Um, but he trailed only Calvin Ridley in targets, led the team in receptions above Julio, above Ridley, uh, above their weird running back situation. Speaking of awful running back situations, he's not going to be a wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. He's just—he's probably not. I think he has the capability. Um, depending on how the coverage ends up working out, if people really do just try and shut down Julio, which, why wouldn't you? Well, and Julio was injured this last week as well, so... Also true. Short week. Is he going to play? He didn't practice today. So Um, maybe maybe he's out. I'm guessing he'll probably play, because it didn't seem like that serious an injury, and Julio usually steps up and plays. Yes. But he could be limited... So could be a little so bit more Russell of a could, decoy Yeah, he situation. could slide into that, you know, quote-unquote number two uh, receiving role there. So yep. I like that. They get the Saints this week, which is not a bad matchup either yeah, for them. Uh, it's not as tasty as the Bucks, but Right, but Lattimore might not be playing either. He's been injured, so... And if Lattimore plays, he's going to lock up with Ridley or Julio. Yeah, whoever the number one obviously. is. Yep, yep. absolutely. Um, so that should leave plenty for Gage. And that's where mm-hmm. he's going to operate for the rest of the season. He's going to be the kind of forgotten guy, and he should be able to get mm-hmm. consistent yardage. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my wide receiver this week. Um, it kind of pains me to say this. It's gross. No, I like it. Uh, but it's Anthony Miller. Uh, he's only 10% rostered in ESPN leagues. I know we had very high hopes at the start of the season for him. Or at least I did. I thought he was going to have a much bigger season. It was going to be his I breakout did. year. I thought I thought foolishly he could overtake Allen Robinson on this team this year. I didn't think That's that, what I said. but um, I wasn't quite there. But I did <laughs> think this was going to be a breakout season after what we saw last year. Mm-hmm. We knew he was hurt all last season. Yep. Um, this year it just didn't happen until the last two weeks. All of a sudden he's been breaking out, doing what we expected him to do. And this is with a garbage quarterback of Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball. Literal human garbage. You can't convince me that somebody didn't just pull a stack of pants out of a hamper and then put a helmet on it and call it Mitch Trubisky. You can't convince me. Yeah, it's just ugly. But he's been double-digit points the last couple weeks, averaging uh, 10 targets over the last two weeks, which so is nice. huge, huge. 
Um, and he's got Detroit this week, which they're kind of a middle-of-the-road defense. But I feel like the opportunity is there. He's finally stepping into his own. If you're desperate for a wide receiver play, I think you can start him. For sure. And yeah, yeah. And I'm saying are... like low end, like wide receiver three ish. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna you know try to blow smoke and say, oh no, he's gonna be wide receiver one and have a great breakout game. But right. but he's totally worth a, mm-hmm. a flex play, um, with at the least, um, especially because with Detroit, their numbers are so skewed. It's it's not that they're a terrible matchup. A, they allow I think like the 13th or 14th. Most points, so they're right in the mm-hmm. middle. But most of what's getting shut down is by Darius Slay, who is going to cover Allen Allen Robinson. Absolutely. So again, the uh, the kind of forgotten guy there, him and I guess Taylor Gabriel, who is still a thing. He's he can be. He's had a couple I big guess. games this season, but yeah. Eh. Eh. Let's just let's just confidently say it's shifting over to Anthony Miller. Yes. That's what I want. That's Absolutely. my dream. And I think that's what's happening. Um, I love that one. Uh, my tight end pickup, it's, uh, it's getting so awful to try and pick up n- low percentage tight ends. Yeah, it just end- is. Well, as always, it's a dumpster fire. So I'm, I'm going with the real, real low radar option here. It's Irv Smith for me. Mm-hmm. I still maintain that there is a spot in this Minnesota offense for Irv Smith. And it's gonna it's gonna come a day when Irv takes takes the leapfrog over Kyle Rudolph. I don't expect that to happen this year fully. I think it'll happen next season. Yes, but it is starting to come to the point where they're meeting. Yeah, he's it's, it's kind of a um, Zach Ertz Dallas Goddard situation. Yes, obviously not on that scale because Ertz right. is a much better tight end than uh, <laughs> uh, Rudolph. But I feel like it's that same sort of situation where mm-hmm. um, they're both startable tight ends depending on your league and, and, and what you have yes I, I i fully agree that you could start both of them obviously uh, no i don't it's gross yeah but and and kyle rudolph i guess would still be your primary option if you had to but i think to pick up and hold and just see these next couple of weeks he gets great matchups so this week he he gets seattle uh, which has given up the fourth most to tight ends. That's pretty great. Um, he gets Green Bay in Week 16. We know that they can't stop a tight end to save their lives. Mm-hmm. So it could be a dual Rudolph and Irv Smith show there. I think if you're in a hole, I would rather have somebody like Irv Smith, I don't know about you, than Johnu Smith at this point. With Delaney Walker coming back, and their thing seems a lot weirder. And it just doesn't seem like there's enough targets for the two of them. Whereas it seems like there's maybe enough targets for the two of these Vikings. Well, and you know Irv Smith is getting some of the red zone targets. He's been in in the red zone. He's he's caught a couple touchdowns. Like he he's getting play when it counts the most. For sure. And that's what you like to see. You like that you're looking for that upside here. Yep. Agreed. How's about you? <coughs> My tight end is Ryan Griffin. For the Jets. He's 25% rostered on ESPN. Uh, same sorts of things that we talked about uh, with Sam Darnold. I'm doubling up here with the Jets players, obviously. I like it. Um, Chris Herndon, he's been ruled out. He's he's, an, he's not he's a person? Not a, he's not a thing. He's not a human being? No. I don't think? Not anymore. So what that, everyone decided. that experiment is done for the season. They just signed him for a three-year uh, extension, I believe. Uh, or I think that was last week. Hmm. 
He's been balling out. He's been playing well. Yeah. Again, the matchup is great. The matchup the next two weeks is great. Like I said, we already kind of talked about it. Don't need to delve in it too much more than that. For sure. Well, we don't like to talk about tight ends. There's that too long anyhow. So let's move on to players to cut bait. Yes. We cut that bait. We cut that bait hard. I am uh, not not excited to talk about this guy. Jared Goff um, is just at the point now where I think he has to be off of most people's fantasy lineups. If you want to keep him on your bench and hope, um, then that's on you. I mean, he's got a decent matchup this this coming week. I was going to say, look, if if you want to hold him for this week against Arizona, because that's an amazing mm. matchup, the best matchup he could possibly have, then do it. But if you've been watching what he's been doing the last few games, I don't know that I'd still feel comfortable starting him. In truth. I, no. Like if oh, I it's... have Jared Goff... Versus somebody like Darnold, it's not a question. If I have Jared Goff versus somebody like, oh God, I'd probably go so low as Daniel Jones at this point. So I, so what? When would you start him? I guess. Okay. Who do your other quarterbacks have to be? Um, we know we'd start Tannehill. Yep. Before him, obviously your Lamar's, your firing up, your Jameis. What about um, Kyle Allen? Uh, let me take a look at wh- who his matchup is at least this week, because that's an interesting. Kyle Allen looked very good this last week um, after he put up a couple of stinkers um, that maybe had people rethinking. But he played New Orleans and he two fifty six yards, three touchdowns. That was great. Zero interceptions. He gets Washington. Kyle Allen for me. Okay, Kyle Allen. Um, it's just it's bad. It's- Jared Goff has he- gone three straight games. With zero touchdowns and fewer than 250 yards. It's been awful. It's been fucking terrible. One of them was less than 200 yards. Oh, oh six turnovers in that spam, though, so never fear. He but did give he's the got like $100 million, so that's good. So <laughs> He's got that going for him, he which does. is nice. It is real nice. I mean, not for the team, but super nice for him. Yeah. So it's just, if you have to start him, you're going to start him this week and then maybe never again. But if you can't feel comfortable starting him this week, then drop him. And, and do you want to start him if you're trying to get into the playoffs this week? No. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd feel confident doing that. You know where I would maybe feel comfortable starting him is if you are in a situation where a tiebreaker depends on you. You really have to ball out and get a ton of points. Because the upside could be there because it's right. such a bad matchup. Absolutely. But the floor is also non-existent. Exactly. So maybe I go in that situation. Okay. Ugh. Gross. All right. Well, I've got Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, you do. Mr. Selfie himself. What a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> what an awful move that was. Really, what was the deal? There was like 10 seconds officially left in the game, but yeah. he thought it was over. Yeah, he thought it was over. They just got a turnover. All he had to do was go in uh, victory formation it out. Nope. Case, get in there. Take the kneel down. We don't know where our quarterback disappeared to. So we're fucking taking selfies with yep. the fans. Literally. Yeah. Kind of a knucklehead move, but you can drop him. He has not looked good at all this year. He's got Carolina coming up this week. Green Bay, Philadelphia. Not great matchups. Giants in your championship week. But let's be honest. If you're in the championship game, 
you are not doing it on the back of Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> so if you do, please send us screen. Oh yes, please. That would be amazing. Oh, I mean, don't. But if you do, <laughs> uh, holy shit. But yeah, he has not looked good. He's looked like a typical rookie, just not comfortable, making bad decisions. I know Washington's a super dysfunctional franchise. So just drop him. There's plenty of other <laughs> streaming options out there for you. There really are. Um, so many. We've named so many already that are low-tier quarterbacks that you could pick up and start. Um, my running back to cut bait on is Brian Hill, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, back up to Devonta Freeman. What an inefficient couple of games he's had oh. as the supposed starter. And there's so many fantasy owners out there are pissed that they spent all their fab on Brian Hill. In one of my leagues, <laughs> I dropped a fair amount to get him. It, I mean, it was like a, a 20% bid, which is not as outrageous as some that I've right. seen. But it was, I needed a running back. And there's so there many is. so many owners out there that dropped the big bucks on him. And yep. And then he gets his, backfired. his couple of real prime attempts here. One really great matchup against Carolina, which he just did nothing with. 15 attempts for 30 yards. And then last week against Tampa Bay, admittedly a bad matchup for running backs, but nine attempts for 14 yards. That's two yards per carry and 1.6 yards per carry, in case you didn't want to do the math. Uh, and this is the point where I just want to point out, Quadre Allison time, baby! It's finally happening. It's finally happening. It started... My affections for him started well early into the offseason. Yes, way early in the offseason. I mean, holy shit. Um, now, I should temper this. It's not as if he's been crushing, but he's the goal line guy, and he's getting the touchdown work. And Which, again, if you're getting the goal line work, you get that upside of those touchdowns. That's, that's what you want. And he's a bruiser. So... That just completely takes away any value that Brian Hill would have to me. It's not as if he's catching a ton of passes. It's not as if he's being super efficient with his workload. Um, he gets New Orleans again, which was his best matchup that he's had to date. Uh, but it still wasn't that terrific. I just don't want to bother at this point. All right. Well, my running back to drop this week is... Or not drop, just cut bait on. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying drop him. Mm -hmm. We're just saying... Maybe trade? Yes. David Montgomery, he has struggled for a good portion of the season. And I get the entire Chicago offense and defense for that matter. Whole team has just looked awful, has not looked good for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on, but he has not looked good. Tariq Cohen has been getting more play over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. He had a couple breakout weeks, weeks eight and nine, over 20 points each week. But since then, six points, six points, 5.1. And he's getting the carries. That's the thing. He's been averaging at least 14 carries a week over the last five weeks. That's frustrating. And he's averaging under three yards a carry. I mean, it's just, he's not, he's not getting the touchdowns. It's just the whole thing. And I don't trust that offense a whole lot. Um, at all. So, it just, there's better options out there. Okay, now, though. And it makes me very sad to say that because I was very high on him in the offseason. But, can I interest you in one stat? He has the absolute best strength of schedule for running backs from here on out. Does that do anything for you? 
He gets Detroit, Dallas, which isn't great, but then Green Bay and Kansas City, all of which are in the, the three of those are in the bottom four for points allowed to running backs. Does that help no, at all? It doesn't. It really doesn't. I kind of want to make a beer bet on this. Okay, what's the bet? I would say from weeks 13 through 16. Okay. That he is at least a running back three. Is that juicy enough? Running back three? Mm -hmm. If he's got the best strength of schedule? But you're talking about getting rid of him. Talking about shipping him off or, or not cutting, but cutting bait. How about how about top? Uh, let's say top thirty. Is that more interesting? Top thirty. Yeah. All right. I'll so two and a half. He's a running right. back. Two and a half right. level. I'll, I'll, okay. Top thirty. Okay. Done. Let's do it. All right. Top thirty for for David from here on out. Let's do it, David. Let's show him who's boss. Because he is getting the work, and that's the only thing that, that is keeping me... He's getting some of the work, I should say. He's getting work, and here's the thing. like He's got the talent. He showed he can actually ball out and have good games. I mm-hmm. just... I don't know what it is about that team this year. It's the just, offensive coordination, or lack thereof. It's just so... I just don't know. And I just... I don't know if he'll get on track this year. I still like him moving forward. Sure. I just don't know that this year... For whatever reason, it's a lost year for the for the Bears. Yep. Agreed. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, uh, moving on to wide receivers to cut bait. Mine is Mohamed Sanu. We talked about uh, the replacement that he had in Atlanta. But since he has moved over to New England, uh, not a lot to write home about. Not all his fault, certainly. He did have one what looked to be an amazing week against Baltimore. And you thought, oh boy, here it is. This could be the week. Then they went into the bye week. Uh, Then they played Philly. He's getting dinged up. In his absence, now there's Nikhil Harry showing out. Now Jacoby Myers is trying to make another name for himself. He kind of broke out. Yeah, he kind of broke out already earlier this year. And now this last game against Dallas, he kind of had a a miniature re-breakout, I'm going to call it. Um, you can see the trust that's starting to be established uh, with Tom Brady and these guys. Um, Jacoby Myers, nine targets, 74 yards last week. I mean, that's not, it's not nothing to shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. That's good quality receiving. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a world where all three of those wide receivers can coexist with Julian Edelman and James White on the field. And I think Sanuk could be the odd man out especially with the injury stuff going on mm-hmm. i just i don't want to futz with that if anything i'd like to take the shot on Nikhil harry because he's he's starting to show well he's finally healthy in his own work yeah finally healthy um and it didn't take long really for him and mr brady mr greens to uh form a connection so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to know get him out of here okay my wide receiver this week is Corey Davis. And I've and I've never been a Corey Davis truther. I know there's a lot of you out there, so I don't apologize that I'm not. Are they but still out there? They're still out there. Okay. So in the last, you know, four or five games when Tannehill's been balling out, guess who's been not getting the targets? <laughs> Corey Davis. He hasn't gotten double-digit points since week seven. 
Yeah. And he did have an exceptional week that week. Yes, but he did. One week. It was one week. He's only gotten double digits twice this season. Not what you want out of a high first round pick. I know you're saying, oh, there's A.J. Brown. Well, so what? They both can succeed on the field. Obviously, there's there's a reason why Corey Davis isn't it isn't a thing, whether he slept with the coach's daughter or Ooh, scandalous or that's, just, that's hearsay by the way hearsay oh yeah you can't you can't uh, perform legal action on them no you know allegedly <laughs> or you know maybe he's not buying pizzas for the team during meetings I don't know there's or something that's going face. on that's a real fuck face there's move. something going on where he's not getting targets for whatever reason and I just don't trust him. He's had some decent matchups over the last few weeks as well and just hasn't done anything with it. For whatever reason, Tannenhill's not work, looking his way. Uh, it's all going to Brown. Because uh, so he's electric. Yes. A.J. Brown is electric. So I just 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 don't start him. When you can only put up uh, 2.9 fantasy points against Tampa Bay, I think that's a sign that you should be cut. <laughs> uh, awful. Awful stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, also awful stuff, Jimmy Graham. I'm going to put his name probably in this column a couple more times yet um, over the course of this season. I wanted things for Jimmy Graham. I wanted good things. He had like one good catch this last week. Did he? It wasn't a catch, was it? Remember? Did Got, he get called back? Yeah, it, it fell, and then it looked like he held it, and I then it popped know. out, and then they were going to challenge it, but they didn't challenge it. Anyways, even without that, Jimmy Graham is just not good at this point in his career. He's not good for fantasy football. Let me put no. it that way. Uh, arguable that he's good for real-life football as mm-hmm. well at this point, but he's only had four games of over 30 yards in this season. We're in week 13. I know tight ends don't always put up Kittle numbers, but holy shit, guys. You can do better than Jimmy Graham. Give him a cut. All right. And my tight end is TJ Hawkinson. Whoa, what's going on there? Hey, hey. take me out to the ball game. That's what, that's what I get for trying to open up new tabs while we're uh, recording here. Anyway, <laughs> back. See, Good thing it wasn't the dirty tab. See, even the podcast doesn't want us to talk about tight ends. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the sound of, of your computer booing? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, TJ Hawkinson, uh, he was limited in, in uh, practice today with a shoulder injury. Um, he gave you a big old goose this last week against Washington of all teams. Uh, he hasn't been very good at all. He's uh, only seen two targets a game over the last couple games. For whatever reason, again, he's just not being involved. Uh, Driscoll is looking only at Marvin Jones and only has eyes for him, apparently, because uh, he's right. getting all the targets. So That's what's up. Uh, and they, they got Chicago this week, which, yeah, their defense isn't super scary, but they're still a very good defense. So I think you can uh, find better options out there. Agreed. For sure agreed. Huh. On to the best part. Yes. Best worst part. Shit shows of the week. Shit show. All right. So shit shows the extreme of the extreme awful performers. And uh, I can start, I guess, if you want. Please. Do you want me to? By all means. I don't really want to. 
because I don't want to have to say this name. But as a Packers homer, it's about accountability and transparency. And I want people to know that I see this. I recognize it. I'm not glossing over it. And I thought about putting him down for this as well. Was it too painful? It wasn't too painful. I just found someone that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, that's all, you know? hey. Look, looking at at your options, not that you chose a bad option for this. I just my heart went immediately to this name, and so I had to I had to click it. I had to go with it. Aaron Rodgers, leader of men, um, destroyer of some teams that are clearly not the San Francisco 49ers. He got destroyed left and right, mm-hmm. and 104. Is the number of passing yards that he had. 104. That's so close to not being triple digits. That is disgusting. That's absolutely disgusting. Well, to be fair, he did get pulled from the game. Oh, yeah, that's what did it. (laughs) That was the issue. It was was a hard game to watch. That was... It was an extremely rough game to watch. He had one touchdown pass. Hey. Yay. And one two-point conversion. Which people danced for which i didn't like i didn't like the celebration after that when it was down like 80 to 8 at that point um but he he got sacked a ton he lost the fumble to start the game this is in our league scoring he scored negative points negative point three which it feels like it should be negative point it should be way worse negative than 33 that. yeah i i don't maybe espn didn't want to like pile on you maybe. know and so they I don't know. Because you know the Packers always get the calls, so maybe that's what's <laughs> happening here. It was it was awful. It was ugly. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. Yeah, so um stat I heard today, uh, hopefully someday we'll become a friend of the show, uh JJ Zacharyson. JJ Zacharyson. Um he 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 said uh, that Rodgers, aside from his one big game against Oakland this season, mm-hmm. has been uh, QB 19 or worse every week. Oh, that's uh, fighting away the vomit. It's, it's bad. Daniel Jones has had a better season than. Fuck than, you. <laughs> if you! If you take out that big week right. on a point per game basis, right. Daniel Jones has had a better season than that's Aaron Rodgers. It's, yeah, bad. Do, do you still want to make a beer bet that Aaron Rodgers will be drafted in the first two no. rounds of all the week <laughs> no. next year? No. Okay. All right, just checking. Well, we can revisit that in August. Perfect. All All right. right. Uh, You want to talk about your shit show? So mine is Brandon Allen. Uh, I feel like this experiment is coming to a close here soon for uh, Denver. Uh, Locke will be uh, coming back soon. With any mercy. But had an awful week this week against Buffalo. Uh, 82 yards. Didn't even get into triple digits. At least Rodgers had that. That's true. Uh, 40% passing. An interception, negative eight points in our scoring um, league here. So, just bad all around. Uh, if you have him on your team, I'm sorry. Please go out and find a better option than that. I was so salty because last week uh, in my dynasty league, which I am out of in our super flex dynasty league, um, it it pained me because somebody offered me a fourth round pick for him. And I said, basically, get the fuck out of here. And now, if there was a sixth-round pick equivalent, I would take you it You couldn't so even quickly. get a ham sandwich for him. No, you couldn't even get just get the bread. No, it's that bad. Let alone any sort of butter or, you know, dressings. 
It's it's <laughs> terrible. But yeah, get him off your mm-hmm. off your squad. On to the good. On to the good. Yes, back to the good. Best, Best matchups. <gasps> Jinx. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We don't have we don't have a rule in place for Jinx. No. But I like that you automatically just grabbed your beer and started drinking, and that makes me happy. <laughs> that should be the rule, really. All it's right. natural. All right, you want to talk about your best quarterback? <laughs> Let's matchup? do it. I've got Nick Foles this week um, going against Tampa Bay in Jacksonville, so it's a home game. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's pass defense is awful. That checks out. Yep. DJ Chark, still a thing. Didi was very involved this last game. Mm-hmm. I like this matchup fire him up I think and it should be a high scoring game because Jacksonville's defense apparently doesn't know how to play defense anymore and they give up all the yards so this could be a shootout as well it could was Jalen Ramsey really such an integral piece apparently apparently I I mean I didn't think the one guy would crater the whole defense but it is certainly looking that way yep Um, mine is somebody we've already talked about so I'm not going to beat this over the head but it's Sam Darnold Cincinnati, play him. Yes. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Enough said. Yep. <laughs> All right. For running backs, this one I struggled with. I still don't feel 100% confident with it. I mm, hate to say. Yeah. Uh, it kind of just was rolling around in my head all day. Like, oh, maybe uh-huh. I should pivot from this and, and go to a different running back. Are you worried that he needs an extra three halves of a knee yeah. in order to get this job done? Yes. Okay. So I have Todd Gurley. The matchup is great. It's against Arizona. Everybody does great against Arizona. Yep. But as we talked about earlier, the Rams offense is looking so bad right now. I just... I I put him on here just because it is a great matchup. Um, And hence the name of the segment here. Yes. I mean, it is technically a best matchup. It is. It is. Um, and, and let's be honest, if you had, have Todd Gurley, you have to start him. You're not going to have him on your bench, especially in a game like this. He should have a really good week this week. Yes, he uh, should. But I'm not super confident in it. So, Does it worry you that last week against Baltimore, he ended up with negative receiving yards off three targets? <sighs> well, it's Baltimore, so. But negative receiving yardage. You couldn't find a way to get this guy... Into space. Now, granted, I'm thinking about Aaron Jones concurrently, where they could not get him against uh, San Francisco. But it's really golf. any work. Yeah, but it's Gurley. But it's Goff and throwing McVay. the ball. <laughs> Do you think that Sean McVay has gone through all of the the plays that he stole from Mike Shanahan at this point, and now he's just out of ideas? I don't like know. He, what's he going stole on. a journal from him, and it got him through the first couple of years fine. But now he got to the the last page. And it's just blank. I think last year was just one of those lightning in a bottle type years. Kind of like the Bears last year. They caught lightning in a bottle. They were just lights out. They were doing everything right. And now this year it's just kind of all crumbled back to earth. I really hope that the Rams go 8-8. Nothing would make me happier than if the Rams went full Jeff Fisher in McVay's Uh, third year. God, that would be terrific. One can hope. Anyway, it's a good matchup for running running back. back. Uh, James White, for me, who has been a little under the radar lately, unfortunately. He had been so consistent up until a couple of weeks ago where you could slot him into your lineup and you were guaranteed basically 13 Mm -hmm. points. 
Not a lot more than that. Not a lot less than that. But he was about as safe as he could be. Oh, absolutely. It was it was fantastic. And then he's he's disappeared a tiny bit. I don't know if that's scheme related. They did seem to really feed Sony Michelle in the last game. That could have something to do with it, certainly. But he gets to play the Houston Texans, who are allowing the second most yards to running backs uh, in the air. In the air? Through the air. Through the air. With receiving. Well, it's it's basically the same thing. Is it? I'm questioning everything. All right, but they've allowed the second most receiving yards to running backs. There. Just cut through the clutter. And the first most receptions. So... That's his role. That's what he do. And let him do it. All right. And wide receivers? Yeah. Mine this week is Devontae Parker. Uh, I still have a hard time. You're really smitten with him now, aren't I, you? I have a hard time just coming to terms with this. But uh, he's he's been balling out. He's, over the last three games, averaged at least 10 targets a game, which is awesome. He's been double-digit points for, like, the last seven, eight weeks. Uh, he's got a great matchup with Philly. Their secondary is awful. And his his uh, fantasy playoff matchups are great as well. He's got the Jets, the Giants, and Cincinnati. So uh, he is probably one of the more safe options you can get out there for a wide receiver right now. Um and, you know, when you got Fitzmagic just YOLOing all over the place, <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong. And sadly, I, I think that Preston Williams going down with his injury really helped his fantasy but he value. Was, but he was balling out before Williams went down, though. That's he was the doing thing. really well before he went out. I feel like he started really balling when he right. went out. Like, he was doing consistently well, but it just felt like that even pushed him over the oh, absolutely. a little bit more. Which is very sad. R.I.P. Preston Williams season here, because I uh, I loved watching that. But Devontae Parker is a yeah. fucking thing. Yeah. It's just because it's a contract year. Is that, is that his he, deal? He's, he's getting his money. Someone will pay him. Every four years. That's when he strikes. It's going to be like Washington's going to pay him to uh, to come to Washington. They're going to give him that big contract. Mm-hmm. And then and he'll McClure go back. And, and they'll be unstoppable. And then he'll just go back to be doing, you know, Parker things. Parker do what Parker do. All right. I'm trying to instill. I've talked some shit about our home team, so I feel like I have to bring it up a notch. Just a notch here. Uh, instill some confidence in any of you who have left Alan Lazard on your roster. It looked like he was coming up. He was kind of... He looked certainly more reliable than uh, uh, Geronimo, more -hmm. consistent than MVS. I still maintain hope that he could be the true uh, wide receiver two there for the rest of the season. What that means in the long haul, I don't know. But this week, he gets the Giants. He gets the New York fucking football Giants who have just not been good against wide receivers at all. They're the second worst against the position so if he's gonna feast this is a week where he could i consider him a fine flex option all right and then we'll finish this off with uh tight ends because we we have to talk about tight ends so i've got greg olson i know it's nothing flashy but he consistently gets the job done um over the last three weeks He's got at least five receptions, so you got a good baseline as far as uh, points go. If you're in a full PPR league, you know, averaging over 10 yards a reception, double-digit points basically the last three weeks. It's got a good matchup versus Washington. He's been. That's all I can say. I mean, he's been good. <laughs> he's been we talking about how tight ends 
once after the top few it drops off. But he is the tight end seven on the year. He's been fine. He's fine. <laughs> uh, yep, that's what we should just say about most tight ends. Correct. Like Gerald Everett. He's been fine. Actually, he's been... He's had peak games, though. It's not just like he gets you your 10 points. He's had really peak games. It's been weird, though, how it's come. And it's not all tied to injuries. Part of it was tied to Brandon Cooks. But he gets to play the Arizona Cardinals. And I fucking did it. I'm not going to not do it. I'm putting it in there. The Cardinals, you play your tight end against the Cardinals, uh, especially a quality one like Everett. All right. Done. Bold predictions? Yeah. Let's do it. Do you want to start? I... I don't know if I can. All right, I'll start. I'm terrified. So I've got uh, Jared Cook this week going against Atlanta, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's going to have at least 75 yards receiving and a touchdown. Oh. Now, I know it doesn't sound bold. Not he special. has only gotten over 75 yards once this season. Hmm. And he's scored four touchdowns on the year. So he's not guaranteed for touchdowns either. Against Atlanta, he had 74 yards, no touchdowns. But he has scored a touchdown in the last two weeks, so I feel like maybe he's getting a little bit more involved. But yeah, he has not gotten over 75 yards, or he's only gotten over 75 yards once this season. Interesting. So, uh, that's why I felt like that was fairly bold. It is. I mean, dropping shit over here. You're you're very excited about this. I'm so excited. (laughs) Metrically speaking, historically speaking, that that qualifies Mm -hmm. as bold. Yes. It's doing something out of the norm. Yes. Bold. I count it. Um... I don't want to... Actually, this is the perfect time for me to, to say that I got my second bold prediction correct last week. You oh, did. Woo-hoo. Congratulations, oh, sir. It, it feels good. I I'm not going to lie. Oh, thanks. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. My bold prediction last week, just to recap, because I want to gloat, I said that Allen Robinson would have his first 100-yard receiving game since week one. And he did. He sure did. He went out and did it against the Giants. Mm-hmm. So again, Lazard... Giants could be a thing. Could be a thing. All right, this week I've I've kind of gone back and forth here. In fact, while you were talking, I changed it. I changed the number and then I changed it back. Ryan Tannehill. We've talked a lot about him, so I might as well just commit. He's going to finish as a top four QB this week. Nice. He's QB three since he came in. Honestly, this this shouldn't be bold, but for the name, it's just the mm-hmm. name that I think still qualifies it, and the fact that Indy is not. The easiest defense. They're middling. Uh, the thing I think that now makes this bold is T.Y. Hilton is looking like he might not play. Mm-hmm. So there may not be a lot coming back at him that requires him to put up a lot of points. So he may have to do it early. But I think that he can and will wait for that 80-yard screener to Derrick Henry to really yeah. boost those numbers. Love seeing those. Love seeing all those uh, stiff arms out there. <laughs> but fuck it. Look, I, I'm telling everybody that I'd start Tannehill a bunch of, over all these guys. So let's let's make Money it real. where your mouth is. Yep, make it real. All right. So I'm going to sneak in one more thing here before we uh, close out for the week. <gasps> we, were, we, we started talking about this uh, pre-recording mm-hmm. and decided to save it for the actual podcast. Uh, podcast here good recollection so i was offered a trade in one of my dynasty leagues so this is a single quarterback league um no no kickers or defense we have like just multiple flex positions okay um but just standard scoring no special settings Uh, it's it's tight end premium okay but this does not involve a tight end so i was offered i will get patrick mahomes 
Okay. I will have to give up. I'm already nervous. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Is that <laughs> it? <laughs> no, I wish. I would have smashed except. Uh, so Mitchell Trubisky, DJ Chark, mm. a 2020 first, okay. a 2020 third, and okay. a 2021 first. Okay, so two firsts, Chark, Trubisky, the rest of it, man, whatever. Yes, um, for Mahomes. What, who's your other quarterback? Do you My, have another quarterback? I, I have Aaron Rodgers and Tannehill in this league. Hmm. You've got Tannehill, though. Yes. Do you even need another quarterback? I know. <laughs> uh, what's your wide receiver situation look like with Chark going away? That's uh, the one thing that would give me pause is because Chark is obviously the breakout of all breakouts. Absolutely. Here. He's in a sophomore he's year. He's won me a lot of weeks this year. Giant and and he's proven to be QB uh, independent. Correct. Doesn't matter if it's Foles or Minshew. And we don't know what the situation will look like there next All right. Year. So here is my wide receiver court. I've got Devontae Adams, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark, Mike Evans, Marvin Jones, Anthony Miller, a bunch of other just kind of nobodies. Kiki Kuti. Two, four... Two, it is two first in any one quarterback league. I have to pause before giving up I know. a lot for a quarterback, even somebody like Mahomes. But that's a buy low on Mahomes, isn't it? Compared is it? to I, compared to last year, if you got that offer last year mm-hmm. at this time, would that not be like a smash accept? Right. Well, obviously, Chark wasn't doing anything there, but exactly. replace him of a similar caliber player and keep the rest of the pieces. That's a smash except back then. Oh, I'd try and weasel him down to like a second round pick on one of the firsts. Like give up like a 2020 first, but maybe like a 2021 second? Yes. Yeah, and the thing with the 2021 picks, I don't know you what your thought is. Yeah, there's so much time in between it. Yeah. The longer you, I almost feel like the longer you hold those picks, it's, it's like degrading value. Because you can, that's... Basically, a year and a half where you're getting nothing for it. Exactly. You have to They're just hanging it. out there. Well, now you're getting something for it. You can get it back, like you said. So that, yeah, keep that first in there. But if you can make it a 2022nd and everything else is the exact same, I think I'd do it. Yeah. It was interesting. Like, it, it literally came up about an hour before we started recording. And I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to talk about this today. Trubisky's and, nothing. Trubisky's droppable. Oh, I would love just to about. get rid of him. It would right? be amazing. It's It's how much do you love DJ Chark? That's kind of what it comes down to, I think. Well, I have him on pretty much every one of my rosters this year because I love him that much. Bit, but uh, you could diversify. If that a tells bit. you how much I love him and believe in him, um, and kudos, yes, on that call because he is yes, fucking lighting things up. But I, I, I could, I could see it. Okay. I, I might do it. All right, I'll have to think about it. Woo! Weigh in on Twitter. Yeah, we'll post it up. Post yes. up a poll and just uh, yay or nay. Yes. Kind of deal. Would you make this trade? Yes. Let and us know what you think. Yeah. Be kind. Actually, don't. Or be don't. ruthless. Yeah. Just be honest. Be fucking ruthless. All right. That about does. No bye weeks. I want to no make weeks. that announcement. Hooray! No fucking bye weeks this week. That's so exciting. So you don't have to worry about that. So no excuses. Play That's like right. a champion. That's right. Especially those of you that need to score a bunch of points this week. Mm-hmm. Trying to make the playoffs. I know a lot of leagues have that... Uh, last playoff spot for the most points scored that aren't actually in the playoffs. So right. uh, big week for a lot of us out there. Uh, I'm Woo. fighting with you. I'm there in spirit. <laughs> and, and in your window. 
That's right. <laughs> um, but as always, hit us up Twitter at Drinking Fantasy. You can find me at FF Dusty Dog. Yep, you can find me at Jake Trowbridge. I hope everybody has a great turkey day with uh, three football games. Fuck yeah, three football games. Buried the lead. Man, I I honestly forgot that that was a thing this Thursday. It makes me great, so be sure to set your lineups. Early. Wednesday night. And check your uh, flex positions if you only have like the one flex. Yeah. Um, Move your guys out of the flex. Yes, those Thursday games. No, None of them should be in the flex. That's right. Either wake up early. Or if you know you're going to be drinking heavily the night before because you're do dealing with... Do it tomorrow. With, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do it tomorrow night. Do it Wednesday night uh, before the game starts. That's right. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.